Welcome to the SidePods podcast at www.sidepods.com. Now, get ready for the drop of the green flag. Welcome to the SidePods podcast. This is Derek Ross, your host of SidePods, the podcast all about open wheel racing cars. Turning left, turning right. Could be the Indy 500, just turn left there. Could be the Monaco Grand Prix, left and right there. Any kind of race car that's got a side pod. What are they? What are they good for? Sponsors love them. That's where the primary sponsor usually goes on an open wheel race car. Well, they also do a lot of other things too. They take care of the radiators, for cooling oil, for cooling water, and they also help with the deflection of air under the car or through the car or through the side pods. Side Pods Podcast. We hope to explore the people behind the wheel, behind the wrenches, and behind the scene. So give a listen, see what you think. Thanks for joining us today on Side Pods Podcast. So we're sitting in Gasoline Alley with uh, Jacques Lazier. Not just in Gasoline Alley. We're, we're, we're sitting in the, in the Bell Suite. It's, couldn't get better than this, right? Couldn't get any better than Bell Helmets. That's why I've been with them since 99. Especially on a nice, cool morning. Absolutely. Do you have a, a heater in your helmet to keep you warm in those real cold days? Uh, no, but when you have to hustle the car like we've been the last couple days, uh, you get plenty warm inside there. Right. So how's, uh, how things been going? It, it, they're actually going really well. We... Uh, we came into the month of May knowing that we were going to be a two-week program. I mean, I'm sorry, a, a second-week program, which right. means we'd get one engine, have to qualify second weekend. And uh, we were actually at an autograph session with one of our sponsors and discussed with them. They were asking if we were going to get out on track. And we said, well, you know, we're, we're a second-week program. So, you know, for with Honda, and we're, we're not going to be out on track until Wednesday of next week. And he kind of looked a little baffled on why that was and said well you know what do you why aren't what do you need to get out there and what's it going to take right we told him and and uh so he kind of walked away so well, let me think about it came back about five minutes later and said done deal so we put the the program together uh thursday night got the engine in friday morning and uh uh it was only out there for for 20 laps on on uh on friday we then went out for another 20 laps on saturday and tried to put it in the show on on sunday we we're the last car to go out. Uh, the gun went off, and unfortunately, we were just a little bit off. We needed, um, honestly, the last gain we made would have made us quick enough, but at the same time, we just didn't have the balance correct. We had a little bit too much push, and then uh, so we made some changes to that, and then that last change, we, we actually went too far, you know, trying to get a little too aggressive, and, and the car was just a a little too loose going in turn one on the first lap and moved around a couple times and made some adjustments inside the car with the, the weight jacker and the bars and came back in the next time and it went into a real long lazy uh, dr- uh not even a drift a real long lazy slide going in turn one you know you have to feather it and right and chase it up the track towards the wall and then at that point you know, obviously the lap at the run was you know was over so uh at the you know at the same time that you know that was venture logistics that that came up with the funds necessary as, as well as the, the Indiana Ice and uh, now I'm very grateful for them even though we did not qualify what we learned on track in those three days even though it was very limited the amount of miles we put on we did learn a lot and uh, that's going to transfer over not only for qualifying this weekend but it'll also transfer over to the race and uh, should also help my teammate uh, Phil Giebler as well. And uh, this is like old home week for you, right? Coming back in and a lot of laps here at the Speedway and uh, uh, second home. You know, uh, unfortunately, this is my 
this is my fifth and a half race or six and a half race, however you want to look at it. And uh, I've never gotten very many miles around here. Even when I was with with Team Menard, you know, at the time we were probably, well, without a doubt, the the best funded team. We uh, went in, qualified first weekend, and kind of pretty much put the car away until carburation day. Uh, so no, I've, I've never had that many laps around here, but at the same time, you know, we get to the point where, you know, pretty rapidly we get the car up to, you know, darn near close to, to terminal velocity, and then you just kind of fine-tune it from there to get it to rotate and track around the, the corner so you can maintain your minimum speed and, you know, can try to move it up a little bit, and that's basically where we are now. We, we're, we're very happy with our straightaway speeds. We're in what we think the, is the ballpark, and uh, we don't think that the car will go a whole heck of a lot quicker on the straight line. So now it's, you know, looking at the numbers, we, we need to bring our corner speeds up a little bit. We're obviously scrubbing a little too much speed, and if we can do that, then, you know, we'll be where we need to be. We should be able to qualify in the high 21s to low 22, you know, given same track conditions as, as last uh, week. But, you know, things do change, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, and we had a cool day today, and uh, I guess for the first time in the long time actually pull day weekend was nice weather so hopefully this weekend will be the same for you yeah it, it was uh it was exciting obviously this was the the first time as you said in, in three years that we've had this this program set up where they take the first 11 cars uh on saturday and then they take the second 11 cars and uh the first year which was oh five saturday was rained out so they sunday they took 22 cars and then last year the entire first weekend was rained out, so they <laughs> yeah. take 33 cars on on uh, Sunday, and basically everybody at that point was just man, just put it in the field and let's go racing. So, exactly. Yeah, it's it's always exciting to be back in Indianapolis. This place is just magical, and you know, for for any aspiring driver out there, this is where you want to be. It's you know, the most incredible race that is the single largest sporting event in the world, single day sporting event in the world, and and. Uh, yeah, it really is magical. Every single time you co- you go across that yard of bricks, it's just unbelievable. Yeah, it's the place. <laughs> it is the place. <laughs> I don't want to keep it too long because I know you probably got a lot of things to run today and see that uh, Steve Thomas and Bell here has your uh, helmet all set to go. But just a little bit about some of your, your first years of racing, some of your maybe your most enjoyable moments of racing down through the years. and. Uh, well, obviously you started off racing go-karts in, in Colorado and, and uh, won three or, yeah, three IKF jun- uh, Junior Go-Karting Championships in 84, 85, and 86. Um, from there, went on to SCCA. You know, there's, for who I was, you know, who I came from, my father, you know, we were always in the road course racing and not so much in the dirt oval stuff. But uh, so I had to follow in his footsteps just like my brother did. And sure. Obviously, uh, it works because my father went to Indy, my brothers went gone to Indy, I've gone to Indy, and you know now we have two other ones that we're starting to, to groom. Obviously, my uh, oh, really? oh, my great. nephew Flynn, my brother's you know buddy's brother, our buddy's son, Flynn is now racing go karts, and my son Caden is five and a half, and uh, you know he's had some quads at home, and and, right. and uh, now actually is starting to look into the go-karts, wants, wants to go to a go-kart track with Dad a lot more. And, sure. And I, I'm not a fond believer of taking somebody and pushing them to do something they don't want to do. I'm a fond, I believe highly in showing them that there's things out there they can do, and then when they perk their interest, then, you know, 
I go into it at 200 percent. You know, none of this 100 and 110 percent. Right. <laughs> you know, if, especially when it comes to to racing, because it's it's been very good for for my family, obviously uh, my brother's family, and and my dad as well. Yeah. Well, it's, well yeah. What a heritage, right? It is. <laughs> so, uh, where are you living now in Colorado? I, uh, we'll, I actually I live we live up in Vail. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, we have the Tivoli Lodge up there, and we've been we we tore that down three years ago. We've been rebuilding it. Uh, just recently, was rated the top hotel in in Vail. Oh, so, something we're very very proud of. Um, and also, my wife's an actress out in LA, so we we do spend part time out in LA as well. Oh, great. You get the altitude okay, the, the, the best of both worlds. When it gets too cold in Vail, okay, <laughs> California. When it gets too hot in California, let's go up to. I, I love I love Colorado. There's there's nothing like Colorado. I, I love obviously. We're we're looking at at possibly Vail's a little small for me. We're so we're, we're looking at moving down to Denver. I love the the Lone Tree area. I also love uh, Willow Springs, which is over by Morrison. Right. And um, that is one thing we're, we're looking at doing and, and doing it more of a full time there and then. And uh, obviously, we've got a lot of family business up in Colorado. And well, then when you head towards Morrison, you can just start going to Bandamere and start doing some drag racing too. Well, you know, and that you you laugh about that, but that it's why not? My wife's grandfather was Jack Hart, huh. who helped start an HRA with Wally Parks. Yeah, right, sure. My father-in-law is Stan Adams, and he runs the Pomona track now. Oh, that's great. So the the racing is is <laughs> all the around the family. So. <laughs> That's yeah, great. that's that's the that's the big problem when we go, we do Christmas out in California. We have the battle of, or even Thanksgiving. You know, we we have the battle of. Well, is, you know, Schedules. is he gonna is he gonna race round arounds or is he gonna be a straight liner? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and again, I don't want to keep it too long, but uh, between now and uh, uh, qualifying coming up, and then the race, what what uh, you got a lot of uh, obviously corporate commitments and stuff too. What's what's your schedule looking like over the next while? Uh, it's uh, it's obviously very busy. Um, it was kind of nice to to take a day off yesterday and Monday. My my wife flew into town because we were going to try that that attempt, and then she went back to to be with our son in, in California. Um, and then, but <laughs> you know, I say it was nice to take yesterday off. Uh, I had a radio in the morning. I had a autograph session at three. Uh, what else? And then I had something in between as well. Oh, and then I went and got a motorhome situation taken care of as well. So it was it was an easy day. I was only busy from 8 a.m. until 3.30 in the afternoon. Cool. But from here on out, we're obviously the next two days, probably closer to three days, we're going to really focus more on race trim. Right. When we're out there running from, from 12 to 6, we're going to do some longer runs, higher fuel levels, um, Obviously, a little more downforce on the car. Try to get the magic number, what we think, how much downforce. I mean, it's tough to say because it's windy and cold out there. But uh, so, I mean, the car's going to be stuck really easy to drive today. Uh, but we'll we'll take that basic number. We might trim it out a little bit more and just get an idea of, you know, this is the level of downforce we feel comfortable with. Even when it gets hotter and the ambient temperature goes up and the track temperature goes up, if we can keep that that downforce number basically the same, then uh, you know we should be pretty good on race day. So the next couple of days we'll we'll do that. Friday, uh, Friday we'll probably run from twelve to three or twelve to two, and then break from two to four and uh, change it back, change the chassis back over to uh, more of a qualifying setup. Go out and do a couple qualifying sims from stuff that we learned the next couple of days, 
and uh, be ready for Saturday. And then Friday night, my wife and, and my little one come back into town, and it, you know, it's just come to see you qualify. It's it's one of those deals. That I, I think if if we weren't busy out here, we'd be going insane because. Whenever you're next to a racetrack or you're at a racetrack, you want to be out on track. And right. if you can't be out on track, you need to stay busy because the drivers are, are very impatient when it comes to not being able to be out on track. So <laughs> just ask my wife. She knows ex- about that. Exactly. So it's it's a, it's a you know it's a good thing to stay busy for sure. I got some other uh, corporate stuff, and like you said, there a lot of uh, obligations that I have to do, and then uh, have some also some charity work. Uh, I want you know I need to go on on Tuesday of next week and. Uh, in the morning, I have a, a golf tournament for the CDA uh, it's, it's charities as well, and then after that, uh, I'm scheduled to go over to I believe to go to, to Riley's Children's Hospital and go visit the the kids there that uh, would all love to be in in uh, my shoes and and yeah, uh, sure. in all of our shoes. You know, they're they're having a little bit of a tough time right now, and if you can give them hope, it's. Uh, it's probably even more magical than, than running around at Indianapolis. Right. Yeah, see the, gle- the gleam in the kid's eyes. Yeah, I, I go in there with my helmet, and, and uh, you know, yeah, they, they do smile. It's not just to see a race car driver, it's just to, to see somebody. Right, yeah. And, uh, you know, the, the kids are kids. They just uh, they want to have friends. They want to play. Sure. And, uh, you know, really nothing else matters. And uh, so it's going to be important to go over there and, and visit with them and let them try on the helmet and you know maybe we'll we'll get a couple of a uh, couple of them that that we can and we'll do a little uh, bed races down the halls and stuff like that. <laughs> Perfect. Can you uh, and and we're getting close. I know if you're heading on track here, but just give me the rundown of the the team and, and who's involved and, and and your teammate and with Phil. Okay. Basically, we are we are a two car team. The team's name is Playa del Racing. Uh, the owners are Gary Salee and Sue Schaefer. Uh, they both used to live out in Playa del Rey Beach in California, so that's right. the reason they came up with that. Uh, actually, the history of Playa del Beach it was actually the first board track. Oh, yes. Board right. race track. So yeah. Back in like, the 20s. And, yep, yeah. early 20s, and right. so they, there is some history there. Um, team manager is an individual by the name of David Morgan, who has been around racing for several years. I uh, worked with my brother in the past, and then uh, we have our crew chief is uh, Clark Drake, uh, another person who has long history involved in, in the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Uh, my engineer's name is is Mike Culliver, and uh, I've worked with him for two years, so very comfortable with the communication we have. We, we It's car number 21. It's a, a Panos Honda... Uh, Firestone tire chassis. Uh, we have our basically our two major sponsors are the Indiana Ice, a amateur hockey team here in. It's basically kids here in Indianapolis. It's kids that are uh, age 16 to 21 that are have the potential to go pro, and uh, it's just another you know basically another way for for them to do that. That uh, you know to try to make that next step either to college or or onto a, a pro roster. Uh, and then from there, our other primary sponsor is Venture Logistics, which is a, a uh, national trucking company, but it's pretty much centered here in, in Indianapolis. Well, that's great. And you've got a hockey history, too, right? I do have a hockey history. Obviously. <laughs> I, being from Vail, that was my, my sport of choice. I, I love skiing, but I was never a, a racer like my brother was. I, I was more into hockey. I, I used to play goalie. 
So that explains a lot of stuff with me. I used to love having 100-mile-an-hour pucks come, coming, at you. Just coming at my face mask. So uh, I was a part of the first amateur team other than an Olympic team from the United States to go over and play in Sweden, Finland, and Russia. Awesome. Did that when I was 12 years old, so it was a pretty wild experience. And uh, uh, so, yeah, it's... It's nice to have the the correlation, you know, the the the, the uh, connection with the Indiana Ice. Obviously, they've come over to the garage a couple times and visited with us, and you know, so we we have something in common. But you know, it's also nice to see those kids. They were in the final four for for their, the, I think they call it the uh, some kind of cup. I can't remember, but it's you know for the championship they were in the final four. Unfortunately, they they lost in an overtime thriller, three to two. But uh, yeah. You know, they had an outstanding year this year, and, and uh, you know, we're just going to finish up where they left off. Oh, that's great. Well, I definitely know that uh, from playing goal, I'm originally from Canada myself, and never did ice hockey, but always tons of floor hockey. And uh, I know the quick reflexes, something drops, boom, you get it. People say, how do you do that? It's, well, it's from playing goal or whatever. So I'm sure that those quick reflexes, with a big uh, you, slide you, you had in one, I'm sure it saved yeah, you, you a little you bit. Have to, you have to have them out here because uh, the bottom line is, is we're traveling 200 and, and close to 230 miles an hour as we're going into turn one. We're doing it flat. Right. And uh, at 200 miles an hour, they're traveling the length of a football field every second. So we're basically doing a football field every nine-tenths of a second go down into turn one it's only 85 feet wide <laughs> yeah so there's there's very very little room from for error and uh, that needle yeah even though the track is 85 feet wide the groove down there is about 11 feet uh which means that if you miss it by three feet uh you're not going to make the corner and right. we we had a rookie or actually two rookies this year that that found that out one of them turned in a little early and missed it on the way out and crashed. And then we had another one that turned in a little bit late and never made the corner and crashed as well. So it's you have to be pre- precise. You have to, you're obviously, you're right, your reflexes do have to be quick because everything happens extremely quick here. you got about a hundredth of a second to save these cars. And it's all done on reaction. It's, I mean, you can't think about it. It's all seat, the feel of the seat. And, and that's, be all quick. that's all she wrote. That's all she wrote. Well, thanks very much for taking time with us. Uh, You're we'll welcome. Any more good luck this afternoon? He's getting up to speed again in the, the cool temperatures, and good luck on qualifying this weekend. And uh, we'll see you in pit lane. I appreciate. It. I, yeah, I thank just, you very much. I just wish that we were still running down there in Fontana, yeah, or Fountain, yeah. Colorado. Yeah. I mean, that, that was a, an incredible track, and and uh, I still believe that the fans in in Colorado are, are some of the greatest when it comes to racing. They just. Uh, and it's a great facility too. It, it was it was a great facility. I think the only problem was it was kind of difficult to get in and out of. Sure, and hopefully, I mean, there's there's obviously a lot of room in Colorado. Hopefully, we can build something with a little more that's a little more accessible. And uh, you know, because I think that the great state of Colorado deserves a, a really nice track. Absolutely, there. a lot of passion in the fans, and yeah. who knows? Hopefully, uh, Pikes Peak International Raceway or. Uh, of course, Pikes Peak Hill Climb coming up soon, but hopefully we'll have another, well, that, uh, another event that, up soon, the, or a new track. The hill climb will, I, well, I won't say will always, but it should always be there, because that's... Uh, Indy and the hill climb, that's the two... That has always been, obviously, two the, of the answers, uh, you know, made a name for that, by that, and, and uh, you know, there isn't a driver in this world, and, you know, I think A.J. Foyt is, says it the best, uh, you know, there isn't a driver in this world that is anything without... The right track, right? And Indianapolis has has made AJ Foyt. It has made the Unsers. It has made Andretti's. And uh, 
the same time, the, the hill climb also made the answers and made a lot of people very made melon, you know. Yeah, sure. Uh, so it's a, an incredible event, and it needs to needs yeah. to be around for a long time. Absolutely, wish it well. Amen. Thanks very much. Thank you. Hope you've enjoyed listening to SidePod's podcast. We're always looking to make this a better show, and we'd like to get your feedback. Now, there's two ways to do that. Please call us on our comment line. That's at area code 206-888-4301. And please let us know which podcast it is you're commenting on. Your comments may be used in upcoming shows. So if you got a good idea, call us in. Let us know what you think. Again, the number is 206-888-4301. Now, if you know somebody specifically that should be on this show, please let us know. We want to make this one of the best things you can find out there in the world of motorsports. This is Derek Ross. Thanks for listening to Side Pods. We'll see you at the track. You have been listening to the Side Pods podcast on Race Remote. Your host has been Derek Ross. To subscribe to the Side Pods podcast and for show notes and more information, You'll find us on the web at www.sidepods.com. And you'll also find us on iTunes. The SidePods podcast is a production of Race Drive Interactive Inc., providing winning interactive solutions for the motorsports industry. SidePods podcast is copyright 2008. Race Drive Interactive Inc. All rights are reserved. The SidePods podcast is a proud member show of the Race Remote Media Network. Motorsport at its best. No batteries required. For all the latest shows and updates, please visit www.raceremote.com. For marketing opportunities and more information, call our friendly marketing department at 818-430-RACE or see us on the web at www.raceremote.com. Thanks for supporting motorsports. Now get to a race event and take a friend. I'll see you at the track.